Hello and welcome to UC Today. I'm Senior Editor Tom Wright and today I'm joined by Lev and Ian from Intrado. How's it going, guys? Doing great. Thanks for having us, Tom. Yeah, going great, Tom. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you both for being here. And um, I think to start with, we're going to ask you to give us, I suppose, an overview of some of the security and compliance challenges that your customers are seeing at the moment and how you're helping them get through them. So, uh, Lev, perhaps we can go with you to start with. Yeah, I think that's a great way to kick this off. Um, I'll cover the regulatory challenges and I'll let Ian talk about the security challenges. Um, in 2021, without a doubt, the top, top challenge on the re regulatory side has been compliance with Ray Bombs Act. Uh, for those who don't know, Ray Bombs Act is a federal regulation for businesses and organizations that use multi-line telephone systems. Um, so essentially a phone system like a PBX or a hosted UC platform would fall in that, in that umbrella. The gist of this regulation is that you need to provide a dispatchable location with every 911 call being made. Um, and a dispatchable location is simply a precise part of a campus. It needs to be precise enough so that a first responder can uh, quickly locate and get to the emergency without any unreasonable delays. Um, so I think what's been a challenge is, you know, every, everybody's trying to comply with this regulation and the extra stress, I would say, would come from the fact that the timeline for compliance is January of 2022, which is right around the corner. Um, so a lot of organizations have been, you know, scrambling to find ways to create a workflow to get the technology and the tools to integrate with their UC platform to comply with that regulation. And luckily, you know, Intrada with our large team and experience have been there to help this out and get the stress out of uh, people's day, day jobs to get that uh, check mark done. Ian, you want to take over the uh, security challenge? Yeah, sure. I yeah, absolutely. I think in addition to, you know, the e-nonimum compliance related items, you know, we have a number of things that are, are presented to our organizations that have physical spaces. And, and even when you expand the, the space to teleworkers and, and folks that have moved into, you know, the new norm of, uh, of remote working, we have a number of, of issues that are associated with securing our spaces and making sure that our people feel secure. And so as we talk a little bit through those these, these solutions today, we'll I'll spend time highlighting our Entrado Safety Suite, which really helps our organizations and our customers manage the physical space. Um, everything from things like panic requests that we'll talk a little bit later about Alyssa's Law. Um, those types of things are, are really important to make sure that we have an infrastructure and services and support that can help our customers and you um, as folks that might be out in you know, consultative service uh, selling to these customers um, solve all those needs, whether it be in-building notification for routine communications or beyond that to, you know, natural disasters or man-made or man-influenced situations. You know, we have a, a product portfolio, our Entrado Safety Suite, that can help folks really, you know, address all of those issues that our customers are facing. And, you know, it's it, it's getting more complex. You know, when you think about systems, our buildings, the spaces we work in and, and, and spend time in, are some of the most complex networks out there, right? So really interfacing with all these IoT systems to be able to drive, you know, a secure and safe environment is, is a critical thing that a lot of our customers are really you know, challenged with today as well. And so looking at a bit more detail, the E911 regulations, which I'm sure have been, um, been a big part of the conversations you've been having with customers over you know, the last few months and the last few years, where exactly are we with that now and kind of what is on the horizon there? Yeah, well, as you know, E911 regulations have been a hot topic and a lot of it is because of the timing of it. So you have Kerry's Law, which is a requirement to notify when someone dials 911 and to ensure there's no tech prefix in front of the 911 dial digits. That's been in effect for about a year and a half. 
Um, you have Ray Bombs Act. The first part uh, took effect early January this year. Um, that's for static devices like you know TDM phones and analog phones and conference phones. Um, that took effect in January. And now you have you know the second part of Ray Bombs Act, which applies to cell phones, IP phones, on-prem users, off-prem users. And so it's just, you know, it's been top of mind just to comply with that. The good news is there's no new regulations coming out. So the focus really should be on maintaining compliance with those systems. And also, really important point, to remember to comply once you make a major upgrade or when you're buying or deploying a new system. So this is not a one-time thing that you need to kind of like checkbox and you're done. You're going to need to think about it every time you make major changes to your system. And then so, you know, that has to be top of mind uh, every time you go through these changes. And I think just to add on to, to Lev's statement, you know, when, when we think about the compliance, there's also a requirement in those laws um, to make sure that the, the first responders and the security personnel within the actual premise are notified with the same data that's going to the 911 dispatch. So this is an area where a lot of people overlook the compliance requirement. And they think that they might have internal tools that are sending notifications. But the, the nuance there is it can't be different. It can augment, similar to like building codes, right? Where you've got a federal you know, building code where you have to build something a specific way. And you can go above that in the local jurisdiction, but you can never go below it. So that's the similar you know, notification requirement going into the building on a 911 dial. So that's something to keep in mind because a lot of people overlook that portion of those laws. Okay, yeah, that's a great point. And um, Ian, I wanted to ask you about a different law now, a more emerging regulation, I suppose, which is Alyssa's law. Do you want to talk us through what the implications of that are and you know, who should be, I suppose, paying attention to this at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we should all be paying attention to it. It's, it's, it's you know, uh, squarely focused on educational institutions, making sure that, you know, the, the, the real basis of, of the law is to make sure that we can get first responders into an incident in a critical situation faster, right? You'll see a lot of this legislation is really around, you know, making our environment safer. Um, from an educational perspective, you know, this is a very important piece because it allows and requires. There are two two states today that have uh, passed this law and, and and put it into, you know, practice. We have five others I think that are in process, and we'll see this continue throughout the rest of the United States. But essentially, the law, if you're to boil it down, it's it's the requirement to have silent panic alarms um, in the direct access um, to folks that are within those facilities to be able to connect directly to law enforcement to dispatch quicker. And so, when you think about that, um, you know, there's a lot of things. This is it's not as easy as one might think. Um, a button that without location is not super helpful, right? So, if I have a panic button, but I don't know necessarily where you're at, so go back to kind of the the dispatchable location requirement. You know, we want to make sure we can get first responders somewhere quickly, and we need to know where you are to do so. And so making sure that we have, you know, location data associated to those. And then we have other challenges with this, right, are, you know, we have unions, we have other types of, of, of you know, things that might prevent us from using something that's maybe mobile forward, right, only a mobile-based solution. So really our customers and our, our solutions integrators need to be thinking about Alyssa's Law as a way to provide silent panic buttons, whether they be fixed or mobile, most likely a combination of both um, with a tool that's trusted that can get that data directly to the first responders so we can get a response team out there to help resolve those problems in a very fast manner. And so that's really when, when we think about the Entrado product portfolio, you know, again, um, we've been in, in, in 911 and emergency services for over 40 years. We have a lot of expertise in this space. And so leveraging the technologies that we've deployed um, throughout the infrastructure in North America um, really allows us to be a, a, a big contender in the space to provide seamless solutions that go end to end for our customers. 
Okay, then I suppose putting the, the regulations aside for a moment, I'm sure there's a lot of great technology out there that can be used to help keep people safe, regardless of if it's mandatory or not. What kind of conversations are you having? What kind of technologies are you seeing um, or are you discussing with your customers at the moment? Yeah, Tom, the, the, I think the key to the question you just asked is that there is a, there's a lot of technology out there, right? And that that part of it creates complexity in itself, right? Um, we've got a, a tremendous, um, you know, kind of upswell, if you will, around making sure we can secure our physical physical spaces. You know, you think about education, for example. We've got you know remote work, remote learning, um, fewer people on site, so we need to be able to secure those facilities. Still, when people come on site, we have to be able to do that in a different way with different requirements, right? Social distancing. You know, we have to make sure that folks that are on campuses or in buildings are allowed to be there. And you have a tremendous number of, of devices that we can pull into that. And the Entrado Safety Suite is really a combination of a number of products that we have that we've launched into the market over the years, but with a, with a, a singular focus of making sure that they're fully and tightly integrated. So we have an ecosystem of products within our own eco, our product portfolio that allows us to address each of these independent needs of our customers. And that can be anything from routine communications in a, in a notification. Um, so we, we kind of term that as like in-building notification. Um, if, you, if you step back to, you know, uh, mass notification when it first came out, really the, the primary focus was going to be things like email, maybe a phone call that's a voice, voice call, a text message. Um, these are all great things, but they're not necessarily uh, the right tools always. And so making sure that we can enlist all the physical assets in a space um, IP speakers, the desktop computers, you know, PA systems, all the things that can be instantaneously activated is a critical component, especially in a time-sensitive situation. And then we start to enlist all the other devices as we go further out of the buildings. So having a, a solution that can do everything from in-building, the beyond-the-building notifications, touching you know, mass notification in a traditional sense, and then going up into business continuity, right? What things have to happen in our facilities um, when a specific event is triggered, right? It's not just about the notification. It's about all the follow-on activities that have to happen to get something to resolution. And then we kind of go from there into incident management, right? Which, which is the ability for us to be identify, to identify a problem and then systematically work through the steps that, that, are, that are required to resolve that problem. So you see a lot of point products out on the market um, it, that, that might fit one of those things. Um, you know, there are very few solutions out there that really do this end to end. And that's something that Entrado has, has, you know, really decided to take a, a strong focus of, which is looking at all of our products to give that turnkey solution to our customers in our safety suite. Um, one of the things that I think is, 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 a, is a bit of a challenge in this space is how do you, as an organization or as a, as a, a, a consultative services organization, pick the right tools, you know, for what maybe your platforms that you're selling, the solutions your customers need. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, what you're looking for is a solution that's flexible, that gives you the ability to pick the things that your customers need. Maybe you don't need all of them. Maybe they have very specific, you know, items that are that they're trying to tick off the list, but having a solution that's flexible, easy, reliable, and has multiple layers of fault tolerance, you know, in those safety suite and in, in any tool that you pick really is going to be a critical component for, for our customer success. Okay, you mentioned the um, Intrado suite there, which leads nicely into my last question. And I, I want to put you both on the spot a little bit here. What can we expect to see from Intrado over the, you know, the rest of this year and into next year? Um, Ian, we'll start with you, please, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned the Intrado safety suite, and this is this is a new initiative within Intrado. Um, you know, as I mentioned, we have 
a, a tremendous product portfolio that historically we've looked at um, in a way that most companies do, which is here's a product we've built that serves a specific need. You know, we're going to have a sales organization, a support organization to really bring that to market. Um, but, you know, what we've learned over 40 years and, you know, I think what we're seeing in the industry is that it can't just be a single product. And so we've um, what you're going to see from us is, is a laser focus on making sure that we give our customers solutions that are fully integrated across our product portfolio. So taking it away from a point product, right? Here's something that solves your SMS. Here's something that solves your outbound dialing requirement. Instead, we want the Entrado Safety Suite to be something that, that resonates for our customers across all of the actual functions that their business requires to be successful. So you're going to see us spend a tremendous amount of time um, driving that integration, driving the marketing and the messaging around that. And, you know, that, that obviously takes, you know, some work for us both internally as our sales organizations, our product teams. Um, but, you know, we're, we're a sizable organization that isn't afraid of challenges. And this is what the industry needs. And it's what, you know, our customers need to be successful. So it's where we're, we're laser focused. Yeah. And just to add to what Ian's saying, there's two really important initiatives here at Entrada that we're also highly focused on. Number one, just to reiterate our ongoing investment in enterprise 911 solutions, um, the focus obviously has been to the, you know, with the fact that a lot of people are transitioning to hosted UCAS solutions. And so that's where investments have been, you know, made in the last few years and moving forward. That's where we're pretty much putting all of our efforts. And that is really around making sure that those UCAS vendors are able to comply with these regulations, but it can scale. It can scale to support a lot of customers. That means that the administrative workflows have to be straightforward. The provisioning has to be straightforward. The user experience has to be seamless. And uh, so that's an area of investment. We've had a lot of success, for example, with Microsoft Teams, with uh, Calling Plan, uh, Direct Route, and most recently Operator Connect. Um, so we're a major player there. And we're doing a lot of work with other UC vendors like Cisco, Mitel, um, you know, Genesis, and many others in that space. And we're also working directly with UCAS vendors that have their own proprietary technology like 8x8 and Vonage, again, with the same common goal of scaling these solutions to support multiple customers, large customers. The last thing you want is go out there, deploy a customer, and then you have to go and provision phone by phone. It just doesn't make any sense. It has to be simple and straightforward. So that's what we're doing on the enterprise 911 side. And the last item, it's, it's, it's something that's really exciting. It's, it's really taking advantage of uh, an opportunity I don't think a lot of people are looking at. There's, you know, enterprise safety, and then you have public safety. And we believe that the two are not working well together to, to address uh, safety issues, right? We're not, they're not coordinating to prevent, prepare, respond, and recover to emergencies. So we believe there's a opportunity there to solve this problem. And here at Entrado, you know, a lot of people don't realize we're not just a major player in enterprise safety, but we're also a huge player in public safety. In fact, if you make a 911 call on any device today, 90 to 95% chance that call is going through an Intrado solution. And so because of our presence in those both, in both of these markets, we're starting to work on frameworks to make those two worlds work better together. Starting with our recent announcement of our emergency data broker platform. That's sort of the backbone of this initiative where we can share data between the two groups. I mean, just going back to what Ian was saying around the, the K-12 market, where we're trying to share information like floor maps, information when where emergency happens in a school campus. And so these use cases are extremely important, especially in verticals where safety is a core part of their business model. So we have K-12, but we also have higher ed. We have utility companies, 
uh, manufacturing companies, entertainment venues, or anywhere you have public access to a campus, government agencies, all of those verticals are really have, have safety top of mind and are ready to invest in that space. And so we're really working with those customers and, and partners to find and make these work case use cases work. And it's really exciting. It's going to be very disruptive and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to watch this unfold. Yeah, and I, I think those are those, those are great points that Lev brought up. And and you know, as we think about the products that we have in the buildings, um, one of the things that we know our customers have a big challenge with today are mobile notification. Right? How do we right? So that a lot of the enterprise technologies out there, we can determine who's in your building dialing a number nine one one specifically um, from any of the devices that Lev mentioned: your desktop phone, your soft clients. But we've always had a gap in mobile. Right. So we have the technology and the capabilities to know where a mobile device is dialing 911 from and making sure that we can not only notify 911, but we can notify the building security so we can get people there. Right. As I mentioned before, really what we're focusing on doing is trimming down the time of detection to the time of response and resolution. And so you'll see that across all of our product portfolios with a, with a significant focus on those integrations. OK, well, we'll certainly look forward to seeing any kind of announcements coming from you guys um, over the course of this year. And I just want to thank you finally for coming on and talking about such an important subject. It's been great to have you. Thanks for having us, Tom. Yep, Tom, thanks for having us. Have a great day. And uh, thank you everyone for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please give us a like and a share on social media and we'll see you again soon.